this last video is the last of three we shot in the spring of 2019. We were just following up. Um, we went to South Carolina. We had to go back in 2019 because Nick Pelham was so good in 2018 when he presented and so popular we had to get more content from him. So um, this one is actually game film. So you're not going to be able to see the game film here on this podcast, but you'll still be able to hear, through, hear and think uh, or I guess um, sit alongside him as he thinks through his game plan and his defensive attack. Uh, Nick Pelham's really dynamite. If you want to see this video or any others, check us out at clinic.chiefpigskin.com. Hi, Nick Pelham, defensive coordinator at Dutch Fork High School in Irmo, South Carolina. Back-to-back-to-back-to-back um, back to back to back state champions in four-time state champions in South Carolina. Um, <clears throat> this video is a supplement to an earlier video series that I did um, on the nuts and the bolt, bolts, the install of our 3-4 defense. If you're interested in checking that out, you can find that at store.chiefpigskin.com. Hi, Nick Pelham, uh, defensive coordinator at Dutch Fork High School. For this session, we're going to take a look at a game film of uh, one of my favorite games from this past season. <clears throat> uh, this was um, in the playoffs. It was a state quarterfinal game, and we were on the road for it. Um, so it's one of my favorite games because uh, th there were a couple different of, of uh, things going on. We'd had some injuries. So we have, um, I believe, two sophomores who made their first uh, varsity starts. They had been JV players and they made their first varsity starts here. Um, another reason this was one of my favorite games this year is <clears throat> it was against a team that had become kind of a rival of ours. Uh, we'd had four excellent games in 2016 and 17, uh, very important games, great players all over the field. Um, they're, they're a very well-coached program. And so this was the first time that we had played them since 2017, and um, they, they, uh, they, they were... They were excited to play, you, you could tell. So we were on the road, we were on a grass field, we've got new starters uh, coming, and they, this other team, had a couple of advantages. They, they, had, they have a great defense, just uh, tremendous coaches and tremendous talent. So we knew we would have to play well uh, to win. Um, and they also had, uh, that was kind of interesting and kind of fun to prepare for, they had a two-quarterback system. Um, so one of their quarterbacks... Uh, was was probably their best athlete, was their best athlete, just a great runner, could still throw it, um, but they could do a lot of different things with him. And then they had a, a great throwing quarterback who was a young quarterback, but he was still, you you could tell, you can see glimpses of just, uh, of just a great thrower. So we kind of had to, throughout the week, prepare for almost two different offenses. Um, <clears throat> and we, we ended up playing pretty well. We got a couple of bounces, which helped us. Uh, we ended up playing pretty well. So just like most things, when you plan and you work, uh, it always doesn't go to plan. The very first call, I, I haven't done this in years, but the very first call, they have the ball on our side of the 50, <clears throat> and I, I call a front that doesn't even match with our coverage. I, I, I don't know why. It was just one of those things. Um, they threw me for a loop. I hadn't seen them in 12 personnel in all the games that we've seen, and all of a sudden they come out in 12 personnel, and I called a boundary reduction uh, with cover three. Uh, never have done this before. I don't know why. Uh, so we get right off the bat, 
and we do a decent job right here of playing through it. Um, but it's just one of those things that uh, you start out a game and, and, and <laughs> not on your call sheet, and for whatever reason, uh, that's what ends up getting called. But we do a pretty good job. Uh, one thing that, that I do like about what we run schematically is that we can align to virtually any formation, and we can run right and left. We can run both slants, and we can run both of our coverages to, to, to everything here. <clears throat> now, <clears throat> with this was, or since this was a left call, a little disappointed, 31 here, that was one of our sophomore starters for the very first time. And he, he does a good job right here. We teach that reduction outside linebacker. We want to split the two feet of the tight end. And you can see his right foot is in between the two feet of the tight end. And it's his job to play nine to a seven technique. And we really have to work a lot against tight ends um, because it's, it's not an easy thing to play. We, when we go against our offense, we see a lot of great tight ends. So we really have to work it. What we want to do is we want to read what the tight end does to us. If the tight end wants to go inside, we're going to take inside hand to sternum. We're going to take outside hand to armpit. And we are going to shuffle and flatten him. So we want to shuffle and we want to flatten that tight end so he cannot get to our front side linebacker. Then we tell our outside linebacker, we need you to take two for one. We need you to take two of their blockers. The first job, the first blocker you're going to take is the tight end. If he goes inside release, you must squeeze him so he can't get to the front side linebacker. That's job number one. Job number two then is after you've squeezed him, now you get your eyes inside. First puller, anybody who comes to try to block you, you are going to wrong arm. You're going to bounce. You're going to spill. We want the ball going sideways. And so right on the very first play, we don't do a very good job of squeezing this tight end right here. You can see he steps with his wrong foot. His first step is with his left as opposed to his right. He almost ends up taking both hands and just kind of patting him on his backside as he goes. Now he does clear the front side linebacker, so that's a benefit, but we could have done a much better job there. So 31, our outside linebacker, we want him to squeeze a little bit more instead of stopping his feet and pushing. Squeeze, squeeze, squeeze. This is quarterback power, so we've got the back coming to kick us out. 31 right here, this is, this is what we do all day. This is what we do every day. We want to get inside of this and bounce this block. We miss it, and we stay to the outside, but a great job by another great story of ours this past year um, who became our starting wheel linebacker. This was a player who moved in our program as a junior. Really good athlete, but... <clears throat> The positions that he was trying, he didn't really fit, um, and he was, he was just this all-round good athlete, and it took us until halfway through his senior year to put him at inside linebacker, and he just took off, and he ended up becoming a really good player for us. Um, and, and so one thing that's, that we always teach our inside linebackers is he's getting flow at us. We expect you, we expect the outside linebacker to get inside of this and we'll exchange. We expect this and this, and that's what we practice all the time. But we also work on clear and cloudy reads. And what I'm really proud of with our inside linebacker right here is even though our outside linebacker messes it up, what happens is that becomes a clear read. And so that clear read, that inside linebacker can fit it, and he ends up making a pretty good tackle on a really good athletic quarterback. So he makes the outside linebacker right. And that's one of our big phrases we always try to teach 
is our linebackers and our defensive backs make the guy right in front of you. If they happen to do something that wasn't exactly what the, the scheme told them to do, you have the depth and the ability and the, the awareness to make that guy right. And so even though our outside linebacker is wrong here, the wheel linebacker fits in the clear gap, and we end up, they, the players, end up covering for my, uh, my mistake on the call. <clears throat> so now it's second and four. And we had a feeling with this alignment right here, we have a feeling that, again, this is the running quarterback. And so one of our favorite things to do against running quarterbacks is to get in cover two and give ourselves a run tag. With the run tag, we have a boundary reduction and we're playing cover two. So we take the boundary corner and we go ahead and we make a, a, a certain call that's going to tell him a line inside of the receiver. And we always tell every, every position on defense, you can't do everything perfectly. You have to anticipate one thing and then react to another thing. For instance, our defensive ends on the reduction side, they're anticipating a butt read, and they can react to a face read. And a lot of the kids look at me like, what do, number one, what does the word anticipate mean? So I usually have to explain that. But then the reason I want them to anticipate one thing is because I always say, if you screw up, what are you not going to screw up? And the defensive ends will say, well, I'm not going to screw up on a butt read. I'm going to get down the line. I say, yes, that's it. If you mess up, at least mess up doing the thing that's most important. You can always react to the second thing um, later. So to go back to our corners, the top side corner here, we have a run tag. The down and distance told us, the quarterback told us, uh, anticipate run, anticipate run. So the corner is going to align at the end of the day, right before the snap, just slightly inside the number five receiver, the wide receiver to the boundary. Now, it's not a blitz. He's going to keep his feet square. He's looking at backfield action. And if he gets run his way, if he gets run flow at his way, he's going to anticipate run. And if he gets run, he is not, not going to be late. And he's going to get inside of that number five. And he's got a landmark at the top of the numbers. And he is going to set his post here at the top of the numbers so that our alley to tackle in is very small. <clears throat> Our corner here at the top side, let me get to the, uh, to the tight copy here. Our corner, see him disguise, he's communicating, we get the call in sort of late. He's inside of that number five receiver. But right there, you can see his eyes are inside. And he sees full flow. He sees the quarterback in the back at him, and he immediately goes inside of that number five receiver. Now, here's a hidden gem. He gets inside, but he's already at the top of the numbers. So... Even if the ball goes inside of him right here, we have done our job at corner and we've made the gap small. What he does now is a hidden, a hidden gem of, 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 I think, what our corners are taught. Is once they get to that landmark, now he ends up getting vertical. And he ends up getting vertical to, to close the outside off to the ball carrier, but also to draw this block. So he gets here. If he stops his momentum, that receiver is going to push him all the way down. I've been coaching for 20-some years, and I bet you I can count on one hand how many times a receiver has ever been flagged for a block in the back. It, technically, that should be illegal, but nobody ever calls it anymore. So if he stops his momentum here, the, the number five receiver is just going to simply push him down here, and then the ball is going to bubble to the outside. 
But the back won't have to deviate his path. The back is going to stay on this path. So we tell the corner, get inside, anticipate run. If you screw up in its pass, we'll protect you behind you, all right? He sees run, he gets inside, but right here, now he fights vertically with a rip. You can see his left hand just working. He's getting vertical with this, and as a result, he keeps his... He keeps his station on the field. He keeps his landmark on the field at the top of the numbers, and he forces the ball to go back inside of him. Now, something he does an amazing job right here of is he ends up taking two blockers. He's got the number five on him. He's got the, he's got the running back on him, and he's able to, as the ball goes by, he's able to strip the ball out. So he sets his landmark. The back has to cut inside. He takes his right arm, and he pulls the ball out. And even though they start with great field position, I screw up on the first play, and we end up doing a really good job with this corner of setting his edge right there, and he ends up reaching out and pulling the ball out. Now, here's how we play this to a tight end. We've got a left call. We play nine to a seven. Last play, we talked about if this tight end goes inside, you squeeze him. If the tight end is trying to go outside, we want to control the tight end and at the last second, we're a C-gap player. So we give the illusion that we're in a nine, and then at the last second, we'll windshield wiper and we'll get inside. Because we want this linebacker to see a man in the gap. To see a man in the gap. And that way, if the ball is going towards our reduction, that allows this inside linebacker not to be blocked, and he can exchange unblocked into the alley. The alley has been reduced by the corner. So as a result, we get this. I don't think the outside linebacker does a stellar job here, but he's also outweighed by 120 pounds at least. He immediately, we tell smaller outside linebackers, if you have to immediately rip across face, at least you've taken the C-gap away. At least you've done the outside inside linebacker a favor. That's, that's cloudy, that's cloudy. At least you've done him a favor. Now he can get over the top. But we want to try to control that tight end a little bit more, and then at the last second, work across face. So we get C-gap here. We're fighting the double team with our defensive end. He's getting his face read. Boom, boom. And now you can see this inside linebacker is exchanging. He would have been unblocked to make the tackle in the alley. So we do a good job. Let me back it up here one more time. <clears throat> we do a great job with our corner of anticipating run. As soon as right now he sees the ball down, he sets his edge, but he gets vertical again. He's at his landmark. The ball is going inside, and we have an unblocked wheel linebacker there to make the tackle. <clears throat> Another reason my favorite game, I'm also in charge of the kickoff and the punt teams. We did a great job on all of our coverage units where you can see, we're, you know, we're talking about 24. He's got his short stride on here. He's got his, he's setting his post. But the backside L3 is sprinting all the way across the field <clears throat> and we end, up we end up pinning the offense inside the 20-yard line on a kickoff in high school. That's pretty good stuff. Where we set our edge, and we end up chasing it down from the backside. All right, second series. <clears throat> we made a left call. Now our rule here in our left call is it's a field reduction. And the rule is, if you have a field reduction with wide trips, we've got to have someone else out there. Now, there's a million ways to do it. Um, 
you know, colleges will tell you one thing, some high schools will tell you another thing. I found it's the easiest way <clears throat> to do it this way. We just call it a bump. We call it a bump rule. So you can see as our fox, our field outside linebacker, works all the way down, he's going to read face and butt on the tackle. We're slanting away with our defensive line. Over here, we're blocking the blocker. <clears throat> Over here is a tight call. We'll explain tight call in just a second. But to the wide trips, we're going to take our mic and we're going to apex him between three and the tackle. And we're going to bump means both linebackers move to the field. Then we're going to take the wheel linebacker and we're going to stack him on the center. And the reason I do this, instead of some teams will take the mic on strong reduction to wide trips and the mic will be the reducing player and they'll keep the field outside linebacker out here so they can play their strong safety, their field outside linebacker. We have that in our, our, our playbook, so to speak. But I like to teach this guy how to play face and butt reads on the tackle. I like him to stay there. We don't teach our inside linebackers how to do that. So as a result, we don't want to swap responsibilities very often. So we found that the easiest way to do it against wide trips, reduction to the field, is just go ahead, slide down, keep your field outside linebacker doing his normal job, keep your Inside linebackers doing their normal job, just bump them out wider so you've got the numbers appropriately. <clears throat> so we would, our kids right here would just make a bump call. We'd be playing left, bump to wide trips. We have to move the inside linebackers to wide trips. <clears throat> now how we play the nub side here, we have a rule um, <clears throat> on, on, on any nub side, <clears throat> the corner, if the tight end is the number five receiver, if he's the widest receiver, our corner is going to make a tight call. That tells our outside linebacker, there's no reason to have you out here anymore um, when you're on the Oki side. We have a left call. Normally, he's out here four yards off the line of scrimmage. He's apexing five in the tackle, head up on four if there's two stand-ups, all those various rules. So we make a tight call with the corner because now we're going to block the blocker with our end. He's still going to swing his hips into the C-gap. Now we're going to play inside foot to outside foot and we're going to squeeze this block. By the book, you should be flippering all blocks and closing it all down. I don't even do that anymore. I tell this outside linebacker, once you get a tight call, squeeze them and then destroy any blocks. If that means you have to, to bounce it, no big deal. Because what we do with our corner and cover three to a nub side, he's already made a tight call, is they are seven by one. So we're seven yards off, and we're going to flat foot dead read. That that cover three corner to the nub is going to literally play like a cover four safety. So we're flat foot reading. If we get pass and we get a pass release with the tight end, we get pass action in the backfield, then we'll start our back pedal late. We can still get over the top. If it is run, run flow to the nub side, then he is going to get short and choppy and he's going to make the end and the outside linebacker right and the free safety will be able to rotate over the top. <clears throat> Here we go. We come out with the same call, left three. <clears throat> and here we're going to get run to the nub side here. So watch your, we, we talked about how the corner is the flat foot reader right here. <clears throat> he's seven by one. He's definitely getting run action his way. Now, I think he's backpedaling because it's quarterback, which could be sprint out pass game. We would like him to be flat footed and make sure before he goes.
but he is going to make the outside linebacker right. The outside linebacker is reached. Should he be? No. Does it happen? Absolutely it happens. And that's why we stress making the guys right in front of you as much as possible. So we get this corner who's getting quarterback sweep to the boundary. He flat foots. He's attacking. He's going to make him right, and it's going to be a gain of two yards with that corner attacking that way. We're still bumping those linebackers because there's wide trips. We make our left call. Now, the defensive end does a decent job here, 45. He's blocking the blocker. And so as he engages, if the tight end comes to double team, then he'll swing hips. If he just gets that base block, he needs to extend. Now, he's getting held, of course, but nobody's ever going to call that. That's his responsibility to get off that block. He needs to extend those arms, chop on elbow, and then he can escape. His, his chest is pointed in this direction, and the ball carrier is going that way. He's got to disengage, near arm rip, and go. Same formation by the offense, so now we're in left three again, and we bump our inside linebackers across. That's why you see our mic right here, apexing three in the tackle. <clears throat> and here we get zone read with a now screen attachment up at the top. So you can see we're still in that tight call. The bottom corner is flat foot reading. He sees run, but he's not going to commit. He has no business being in the A-gap right there. He doesn't need to commit. He's waiting for it to squirt out. <clears throat> if you can see the outside linebacker here now on this left call, and we always try to disguise it, see how we're moving late. We always try to disguise what we're in, and then at the last second, we can bump those linebackers out. Now, what's really good about this concept, I think, is... <clears throat> The end is taught on the reduction side to read the guard. He's got a butt read. So his first steps, his inside foot, so in this case his right foot, is a pick up and put down step. He can't even move it six inches anymore. Uh, we used to, to limit it to try to be a six inch step. We found that kids try to take too big a steps and then it becomes kind of an issue. We want them to take a pick up and put down step and just slightly turn the toe, we want them to turn their toe towards the guard. So his first step is pick up and put down, boom, it's on the ground. Oh, pick up, put down, on the ground. As that happens, his left heel comes off the ground. Literally, it happens simultaneously. Pick up, put down, left heel comes off the ground. If he sees the guard's butt, now this foot is going to come all the way off. He's going to cross over, and he's going to chase the guard's butt. Any play over here, he's going to chase down it now becomes a race between you and the offensive tackle. We get a torso turn. The, def the, the defensive end on that butt read by the guard, you have to turn your back to the tackle. If you give him your chest, he's going to hold you. I guarantee it. So we give a torso turn, we show our back, and we run our feet. So the defensive end, there is his torso turn. He's got his left foot crossed over already and he's going to run his feet. Now, that does a couple of things. Number one, if this would have been a full stretch play, and all of a sudden we get this action 
with the center here and the guard overtaking the nose, what would have happened is this is a clear lane for the end to chase the ball down. That does two things. One, if the back tries to hit it front side, he's got the tackle from the back side. We're, we're good. We've, we've won the down. If he doesn't, <clears throat> if he doesn't chase it down, then when he clears all the way through this gap, that forces the back to cut back. And when the back cuts back, that makes his read easier and that makes his read easier. That's the whole goal when we reduce to the running back side on zone is we want that back cutting back as soon as possible. As soon as possible. Now, the way that they're running inside zone is the center and the and the uh, right guard, they're trying to chip with the nose and work up. Our nose does a great job of a smash technique where he puts his eyebrows under the center's chin and he's trying to drive him back for a step. That's exactly what he does, and then he steps into his appropriate gap. So we've cleared off the A gap with our nose. The end now, because they tried to hit the nose thick, this makes a great read for our linebackers. This right here is what we want. We want picket fences like this. And then once the picket fence is built, it makes this linebacker's job very easy. He's going to play cutback on the back. If the back cuts here, there he goes. There's his clear gap. This is all cloudy. If the back cuts back here, which he does, he's going to stay butt side on it. This outside linebacker has a very important job. He's got a butt read, so he goes hand to hip on the tackle. If the back goes away, he takes his two shuffles and he stays for quarterback. If the back cuts back now, he takes the cutback, and the inside linebacker who's already working back for the cutback exchanges for quarterback. So when we play zone read teams or even option teams, we don't tell defensive players, you always have the back, you always have the dive, you always have the quarterback. We don't, we don't say that to kids. We will, tell, we will talk about pitch at times because they're the, they're the contained players, but what we say is the first guys nearest the ball have to take their first threat that comes to them. So if you're looking at number nine right now, 23, the running back, is a threat to him. That's why he's got to go take the threat. And then if he takes this threat, now to that inside linebacker, that is a cloudy read, and he can exchange if the quarterback keeps it all the way out there. Quarterback doesn't keep it, and we've got a two-on-one tackle right here. <clears throat> Now, this was third and eight. <clears throat> Our second player that we have starting his very first varsity game was our free safety right here. And I got the call in late. That was my mistake. And as a result, he lets number three, we've got a quad side, one, two, three, the back is four. They did that for protection purposes where they put the back over here. Now they're just going to slide, 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 protect. Now they can protect with their seven guys, and now they've got their three routes. Cover three should be right on top of that number three vertical. And the quarterback fits it in there pretty tight, but that is what you should be driving on. The other thing I was a little disappointed in right here is the footwork. That left foot, we work a lot on T-steps, and this T-step is way too deep. We always try to imagine that you're wearing a, a barrel. Defensive backs are wearing a barrel uh, like, you're a, like you're a clown in a circus. And all of a sudden... If you're trying to T-step, which he's trying to put his left foot in the ground and break forward on this ball, you can't take too big of a step with your left foot right here. Because if you take a big step like 18 does, 
This is exactly what happens. Now he rounds the cut, and as a result, he ends up on the high side of the receiver instead of undercutting the route. Third and eight, if I'd have gotten a call in sooner, maybe he'd have lined a little bit wider. And then right there is what's disappointing. So we always say you're, you have a barrel. You're wearing a barrel. And as a result, you got to keep your feet underneath you. you got to keep your feet under your shoulders. He T-steps and breaks, and we should be doing a better job of that right there. We also should have done a little bit better reroute with our Mike linebacker. He's out there to bump. We get past. Now, something that kind of threw us for a loop is most of the time when this quarterback was in, it was definitely going to be run game. So that could be a, a potential issue with that Mike linebacker, why his eyes are on the quarterback a little bit too much. A nice reroute would have been right there. So we give up a conversion. <clears throat> Same personnel grouping. They've got their 11 personnel in. <clears throat> We're running left two now. We go left two. Outside linebacker is trying to fight that tight end. Doesn't do a very good job of. If he's bigger than stronger than you, he should now immediately cross. 31 should immediately cross right here. That would allow the inside linebacker to exchange freely. Watch what happens. The inside linebacker gets tripped up ever so slightly by the outside linebacker being pushed back into him, and as a result, we're off on our angle. <clears throat> Second down. Now we're in a left call. It's something that we really work on <clears throat> is our boundary run action game and then also our boundary play action defense. Because it's, it's one way that teams consistently try to, to attack us. Now what we have here is we have the corner doing an incorrect Clio technique, our run tag. That corner... Before the ball's even snapped, the ball has just gotten to the quarterback's hands, and the corner is immediately running forward. That's a definite no-no. We don't want that. All the run tag means is you need to be inside shoulder, and then when it is run, you've already given yourself a head start. You've already given yourself a little cheat to be able to get inside of that right there. The other half of this is the boundary safety alignment. Boundary safety here is too tight. He's got four and a five into the boundary. This corner has already communicated that he is in a run tag. He should have been another step all the way outside of the hash. The other thing that was disappointing on this, <clears throat> again, first varsity start, <clears throat> that he ends up improving and doing a much better job here in a little bit, is he gets four immediately going to the outside, which means the safety's eyes should have gone to number five. He stays on the hash. He doesn't see quarterback indicator. He stays on the hash. He's not on his width backpedal. He doesn't step behind. And as a result, they're able to hit us right there in the hole in cover two. So a bust by the corner, bust by the safety. <clears throat> and we've given a couple first downs back to back on this now. <clears throat> so then we adjust to something that we, we very rarely run, very rarely run. 
and we end up running what we call silver or some form of quarters, we will put in some quarters um, late in the year against um, the, the, the better 12 personnel or 20 personnel teams that we see, 21 personnel teams we see, where now we'll take our safeties and we'll dead read on the, on the tight ends. We'll lock with our corners right here on one and five, and then the safeties are just dead reading and reading off of the tight end. Tight end releases, they've got them. Tight end blocks, they're going to fill to his backside. So it, when, when most teams go to scout us, when they see us in this alignment right here, they think our corners are the ones who are run support players. And so we just try to give a little variation late in the year on who might be the run support players to put a little doubt in who is going to be uh, working forward. So here we just work it with a left call. <clears throat> and our senior corner lines up offside. <laughs> High school football. So now it's first and five. <clears throat> now we're into right three, so we give them a different look. We lined up last time in left silver. We're playing quarters. Now same formation, ace formation. We want to go ahead and get into a different one, so now we go right three. <clears throat> We want to give a different slant and a different coverage option to them as much as possible. Now, here's what we do a real good job of with this. You can see the right end, 49. He's on the reducing side. He's anticipating a butt read. 63 gives him a butt read. So he immediately is down the line. What that does, if you can see on the end zone copy here, watching a right end. So 63 gets a butt read. We're able to beat him across his face. So now on zone... All right, if the back would have kept it, we forced the cutback. 23 and the outside linebacker are playing these two gaps. If the, if the tight end squeezes, he's going to squeeze down. We can exchange all the way over the top. If he stays wide, then the, then, uh, the inside linebacker will stay inside. <clears throat> we do a pretty good job with nine. He's trying to get his hands on the inside release of the tight end, but he does a good job right there of staying square. And he ends up actually taking the back as the back cuts back. So right there, boom, he takes his option. He takes his threat. That's the outside linebacker. The back is cutting back. Why is the back cutting back? Because that's our defensive end who's already won the play. The defensive end got penetration in the B-gap, forced the cutback to make the job easier, the outside linebacker. Outside linebacker can now take the zone bend back, and that allows the inside linebacker who's playing cutback on the run to now, that's clear, out here, this is cloudy, so now he can exchange all the way out there and help on quarterback pull. <clears throat> the one who ends up making the play is our strong safety down in cover three. We read off a of flow, so that is run flow away. That tells him to slow shuffle, slow shuffle, wait for something to come back to you. So we happen to to get, to get a good call against what we had called here where we're in cover three. So now they pull the ball to our strong safety who's on his outside leg, and we've got the inside linebacker going to his inside leg. Same formation. So now we're back to let's change up uh, the slant. So now we're in a left slant, and instead of playing two, we went to silver, which is our quarters look. <clears throat>
left call. What I really like is our nose tackle and our defensive end. Our nose tackle is smashing the center, and then if he gets down pressure into his gap he's responsible for, he rolls his hips into that gap. That does two things. One, if it's double, they can't double and release to the backside linebacker because you've basically taken your body and you've positioned it into this A-gap. So this A-gap now, the guard can't chip and release to the linebacker and get over the top. They have to stay on. Or if the guard does release, you're already getting skinny and working your way through the A-gap. So you can see the nose tackle right there. He's smashing the center. <clears throat> but then once he feels down pressure, he's getting skinny, and he ends up splitting the double team. That's awesome nose tackle play right there. We're exchanging over the top. Both guards get pull reads. Backside Will ends up making this play on the cutback. Third and one, we go back to left silver. <clears throat> now we do a poor job right here of this defensive end, the right defensive end. He ends up stopping his feet on the double team. So he's blocking the tackle. The tight end is giving him down pressure. You got to keep those feet moving and work into the double team. He does do one thing well that he keeps the double team on him. And we end up getting the safety involved in the tackle, first down. <clears throat> now we're in a right call. We disguise with the outside linebacker to the field. He's up. He ends up coming back late. <clears throat> if the ball would have been given, all right, on power read, if the ball would have been given, we would be underneath here. We would get to the hash, and we would make our tackle here, and he would be a vertical player this way. If the quarterback keeps it, now we've got exchange over the top and exchange over the top. So you see how we forced the double team. We're in a right call. So the end is blocking 65, the tackle. 17 comes the double team. He works his hips into it, and we have forced the double team. What that now does is we're getting flow left, so we can now exchange with our inside linebacker. He's going to be an inside player right here. He's an inside player. The backside will is also going to exchange because he's getting pull. He's going to be the inside player right there. <clears throat> flow is to our left. And when he cuts back, of course, then we just got to make our play. <clears throat> Here's one of those bounces that we get. And we get this, and this kind of changes the whole tide of the, uh, of, of the game. It kind of changes how things are, are working. They go back to their boundary, uh, boundary pass game where they're going to try to stalk and outside release us here, <clears throat> but we've made a Clio, <clears throat> a run tag check. The safety does a much better job. Safety does a much better job getting over top of number five. The corner, again, is incorrect. Right there, there's no run action whatsoever. The quarterback immediately puts ball to ear. 
So we should have the corner is now a funneler. This corner knows better. He should be outside. We should be funneling. We should be jamming. If he goes outside, he should be getting run to the sideline, and then you get your eyes back inside. But that little stutter fools him for a minute, right there. The corner bites on the stutter. He does not get a great collision and work on him right here. Number nine, the quarterback is trying to throw the whole shot between the corner and the safety in our cover two, and the corner is able to sink. It's a poorly thrown ball. That's our, 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 our luck right here, but our safety would have been over the top. See how the safety gets a little bit wider when four goes to the outside, the tight end gets out there. That's just pattern read. Four's outside. The safety's over the top. That helps him right now get over top of the deep ball. The ball's underthrown, and it kind of turns the game in our favor. And from then on, we play pretty good defense. <clears throat> Then they go to their 10 personnel game. <clears throat> we went right cover three, and they try a shallow on us, a little shallow cross. We're in our cover three. Just a great reroute by our strong safety up at the top. Two can't even get off on his straight uh, vertical release, so we get a great jam right there. One thing we really stress with our underneath zone droppers is – once you are dropping to your zone and we get our pattern reads, our last read is always check, check, back for crossers. So anytime we get this action right here, we have a pretty good feeling we can always converge to the ball. So the ball's thrown in the shallow cross. We've got our mic. We've got our strong safety. And then that's our, our two-on-one tackle drill that we do quite a bit where we have our strong safety is our outside player. So he's the outside player. He's the inside player. They go long stride to short stride. They both stay in their fits, and they get them down. <clears throat> Next, we have right two called against wide trips. <clears throat> they check, we check. We actually went you right, which is our little read stunt there with our right end. He does an awesome job of staying in the B gap. His job is to penetrate away from the back, penetrate away from the back. Since the B gap moves, he shows his back to the tackle and runs his feet. He does an extraordinary job right there. Doesn't necessarily impact the play, but that is exactly how it's taught. We do a good job with our oaky end away from the call. Our left end, we got a right call. <clears throat> He's going to block the blocker. See how his eyebrow is underneath the chin of the tackle right there? That's perfect. The tackle can't do anything with him. And he stays inside right there. He stays inside, then he works down. And what that really does is that allows our inside linebackers to exchange off of him. We've blocked him. Now we can get field outside linebacker, Mike, and Will all exchanging to quarterback action right there. Bang. <clears throat> Third and four, third and five. We end up in rocket, which is a right go, cover three. They try a little flood route. And our strong safety does a decent job because the sticks are about right here. And we talk about playing the sticks a lot. So he doesn't necessarily go up with the short one on the flood, and he stays in that sweet spot to play the middle 
of the of the out on the flood concept right there. One small little detail that's really tough on these guys is their offensive protection was slide, 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 slide. They put the back up here to take everything off, right? So they could they could unfold all of our stunts. Well, <clears throat> once he's down this way on a right call, the tackle pushes him past the hash and he ends up spinning back to stay in the quarterback lane so the quarterback couldn't scramble for the first down. So he's inside. Once he gets to the hash or past the peck of the quarterback, he spins back and now 49 stays in the lane. The quarterback can't escape right there. Quarterback can't escape right there. He does a good job. The ball's thrown. We have hands up. The ball's thrown too high. We get off the field. Back in 12 personnel, we go right three. <clears throat> now this is just a great play by our outside linebacker. First of all, our right end is on reduction. He's going to get a butt read. <clears throat> They're running a full concept. This is just midline, not a gun, where you can see tackle out, tight end wrapping for the inside linebacker. So 45 is immediately down on butt read, so he's taking the back. So the quarterback does it correctly by pulling it. Quarterback has the, per, has the correct read. But what's extraordinary is number nine, this outside linebacker. He sees the tight end pull. He gets hands on the tackle, outweighs him by about 140 pounds, and he's able to cage him and throw him and work all the way off of that block to the quarterback here. Good individual play of getting off blocks. Also a good job of that inside linebacker realizing that's the clear gap, even though one of their blockers is in, it's better to go attack it and fill it than it is to wait for this right here on, on a midline concept. We hadn't seen them run that before. That was a good little play. Our outside linebacker just did a great job. <clears throat> Again, our senior corner has a little um, hiccup. We don't run it very much, but we were in silver, which is man with our corners out here. He should have been all the way across. Here's where we get a little lucky, to be honest with you, is he's trying to make an alert call, thinking it's unbalanced when it wasn't. So all the other defensive backs are like, you're crazy. What are you talking about? Luckily, it's just motion across. He should have been running with, and we end up making a, a good play right here. <clears throat> now, we went with a left crash call, which tells us we're running left, but we're going to crash the C-gap. So we're going to penetrate and show our back to the tackle or the tight end, whoever shows us pressure. We're going to take the outside linebacker and we're going to uh, read the tight end. If the tight end steps out at us, we fold the B-gap, thinking the end will contain to the C. If the tight end down blocks here, then we're going to shuffle and bounce. Watch the defensive end does an awesome job of staying in the C-gap here. <clears throat> he's getting full reach, so he's getting pressure with the tackle. He shows his back. Oops, oops, oops. He shows his back to the tackle and runs his feet. And as a result, he's able to force the cutback. That's number nine. That's our outside linebacker. Let me see if I got it. This might be look better here. There you go. So 45 is going to contain the stretch through the C gap. And the outside linebacker and the inside linebacker are going to work all the way to B and fit it. Passing quarterbacks in. 
We see a lot of smash. We play so much cover two. <clears throat> we played it well. Safety right over top of it. Third and long. <clears throat> we just show a little mug up here with our inside linebacker. Sometimes we'll bring them, sometimes we won't. <clears throat> we really want to find out which protection is an offense going to go to when you mug linebackers up. When that happens, then you know what to hit them with next time. So we get pretty good action. The quarterback's on his back foot. We take our outside linebacker to the right. He runs over the back. We get pretty good pressure. But what's really good is we get that drag. We all react up to it. We get a great open field tackle. We get off the field. <clears throat> Even though this was first and 10, we gave a pass tag to our defensive backs because it was the throwing quarterback. Uh, so the formation of sometimes the personnel will tell us what we've got here. And so our top corner is going to jam and funnel, and then he sees four going across. So his read here, when four goes across, he's going to go ahead and sink, waiting for an opposite crosser, and he sinks right into the throw. So we get a jam and a funnel and cover two. Four goes across, so he knows there's no more threat to us. He continues to sink, 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 and that's our cover two corner playing underneath the corner route, underneath the safety right here. He ends up somehow making the interception after he fumbles it a few different times. But the key right there is the pattern reading. Four goes across, he continues to sink and find work, and as a result, he's underneath the corner route. We turn him over, we get the ball back, we go score. Maybe. Uh-oh. Okay, okay, okay. Just took a little bit. First down in the next series. <clears throat> They're back to 12 personnel. We're in right three, trying to change the way the slant's happening, trying to change the coverage. We don't want to be in the same one too many times in a row. <clears throat> now, we were worried about playing on a grass field. We practice on turf, play on turf field. It was late in the season, third round of the playoffs. So we get a little bit of a slip here by number nine, but he's got the correct read. This is a right call. So when the tight end arcs, we need to go ahead and cross that face and then shuffle in. So nine was correct by trying to plant and go, but that was you know one of the things that made this game uh, you know, kind of a, a, a fun game to, to participate in is because there were a lot, of, a lot of unknowns, a lot of things that, um, that, that we had to deal with. Inside linebacker does a good job. He's trying to make nine correct, the outside linebacker. He expects nine to be coming across and spilling the ball. Instead, he makes him right. There's a big gap right there. There's their clear read. So he ends up filling it right now, and nine ends up coming back and making the tackle. Great fill by both the inside linebackers. Now, both these inside linebackers, um, really, they started their career as, as defensive backs. Um, one was 160 pounds, one was about 175 pounds. 
So we were, uh, you know, we had a few injuries there. We had to move some people around. Real proud of these two guys who started in different positions, working back to inside linebacker, fitting like that when they see a clear gap. Two tough, great kids. <clears throat> but, but this right here is, is this is what this is what we try to teach above any anything else. Our inside linebackers, you got to know where the flow is, and then you've got to fit the clear and the cloudy gaps. Excellent example right there. Then we went back to left silver. Last time we were in right three, silver, we had a chance to talk to the corner about motion. He runs all the way across. Last time we didn't do that, they end up throwing it out. We jump it because we ran in man all the way across. They'd never seen us do that. Even on the first time they tried to do that, our corner messed it up. And as a result, we end up getting a pick six. Pick six. So we run all the way across. We've got everything covered. He doesn't expect us there. We don't show that on film. We play very little man. Touchdown. Hello, if you enjoyed that video, uh, you are more than welcome. If you have any questions, comments, um, you can reach me at nickpelham at hotmail.com. That's the best way to get a hold of me. Um, if you'd like some more details into the, the reads, the concepts, um, exactly how we teach some of the techniques, um, I previously did a four-hour install. Uh, three video series over four hours, um, some good information, a lot of detailed information, and you can find that at store.chiefpigskin.com. Thank you. Mm -hmm.